Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Located on the edges of your radio static, you've stumbled upon the Lost Signal, your podcast destination for tales of horror and the macabre, brought to life with voice acting and sound effects. New episodes are released every two weeks on Monday on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Join us, won't you? Guys, I'm Catherine, and I'm Haley, and we are Saturdays Saturday for the Ghouls. <laughs> Why do I keep stopping there? Why'd you pause? It tripped me up. <laughs> Sorry, we'll start that one more time. And we are wait, and we are Saturdays for the Ghouls, a Podmoth podcast. Well, everyone, spooky babes, it's True Crime Week. Woo! Woo! Yeah, and then um. I don't know if Catherine was hyping it up for me, but she said that I'm going to enjoy this one. So I have very high expectations. <laughs> Turn them down. Okay. <laughs> You're like, simmer down. I've been getting so many requested. <laughs> to do this. I'm just kidding. Nobody's asked me to do this, but I wanted to. So it's, it's like, a little just... different. <laughs> a a little. little bit different. Um, but I cannot ever stop thinking about this case so it's a toxic man (laughs) what (laughs) i was like no but then i'm kind of so you'll see okay um so we're just gonna start out are you ready for the story i'm ready all right so saturday march 5th 1994 at 9 30 a.m we are in salt lake city utah Utah. There was an art demonstration at the library in Salt Lake City on the second floor. Mm. There was lots of people there. They were all visiting. There was other people in the library as well who were being you know, were doing library things. Uh, there was a group of like eight kids in the kids section uh, for story time. <laughs> It's so terrible. Okay. So the art demonstration is done. It's over. And a man gets up onto the table and he yells that he has a gun and a bomb and he starts gathering hostages and takes them into a conference room in the library. And so he started gathering uh, hostages and he started, you know, selecting people that he wanted to take into that conference room. And so people were like running out leaving 
sneaking out. However, they could get out. And <clears throat> library staff called 911. And across the courtyard, there was a sheriff's building or a police station. And someone yeah. went in, notified them of the situation that was happening over in the library. And Lieutenant Lloyd Prescott of the Salt Lake City Sheriff's Office was in the office, but was off that day and was in street clothes. So he rushed to the second floor of the library and he, one of the, there was someone who was leaving with an envelope and he handed it to him and he said that he wants me to mail it. And um, he looks over at the guy with the gun who's like shuffling hostages, you know, kind of ordering them around to like get get together i guess you know mm -hmm. um and he goes what do you want me to do with this letter and the guy goes i want you to mail it so he gives it back to the guy and he trades places with the last person going into the room the people that were taken into that room were six civilians a librarian named gwen and lloyd prescott who we know but nobody else knows that he was a police officer he said that he went in there to be an insurance policy to make sure that no one like no one got hurt because he was going to be able to stop him, I guess. Um, and I wrote in like all in like a parentheses. I said, not all heroes wear capes. Oh, <laughs> um, they wear street clothes. They wear street clothes. Um, and named Lloyd. Named Lloyd. I love Lloyd. <laughs> uh, so. The, there was another librarian, Jenny Wright, who was with eight children and their parents in the children's section, who was close to the gunman. And um, she shuffled them into like a different conference room until um, Clifford, uh, Clifford is the name of the gunman, till he was satisfied with the number of people and closed the door to the other conference room. This man's name is Clifford. Clifford Draper is the name of the of the gunman. All I can think about is Clifford the Big Red Dog. Seriously. No wonder why no wonder why he chose a library. <laughs> He's looking for his Mary Elizabeth to read him stories. Right, right. Those children and parents were all saved in that manner because once they were uh closed up in that uh conference room, they were able to escape because he wasn't paying attention to anything outside the conference room. Okay. There were there were these really tall, like big glass windows, but they were shades all down so that no one could see in and no one could see out. <clears throat> so Clifford Draper was demanding cash, gold and platinum, and he believed that he had earned um, back pay from the military service and he wanted a pardon from President Clinton, who was president at the time. That's that was his demands was money, gold, platinum and back pay from military service and a pardon so that he didn't get in trouble. He must be out of his damn mind if he thinks mm -hmm. that he's getting probably any of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. So outside the library, the SWAT team is is coming coming about trying to gather around um, to to save him. But it's 930 and they don't get there till the afternoon. So Clifford places a bomb on this big oak, solid oak table in the middle of the conference room. And he has a dead man switch in his hand, which if you don't know, a dead man switch is if he dies and releases the button, then it's going to detonate the bomb regardless of if he, um, <clears throat> regardless of if he wanted the bomb to go off or not. 
Mm-hmm. He said that uh, Lloyd said that the dead man switch that that Clifford was carrying was a curling iron because you know like how the curling irons have those little like clips that yeah yeah so that was it so if, if he if his little thumb came off that clip and the curling iron closed then it, the bomb would detonate wow um it was a homemade bomb and at one point he even had one of the hostages place more duct tape on the bomb because he he was afraid that there was two points of contact that would close spontaneously. So he had them put more duct tape around it or on it. I don't know how he had him do it, but he directed them on how to do that. Um, Gwen, who was a hostage and a librarian, she was given the job to collect jackets from the hostages so that they didn't have any place to hide stuff. But Lloyd had a concealed weapon and um, if she had taken his jacket, we would have seen the weapon and it would all, it would have all been a loss. So um, when she walked kind of up to Lloyd, she kind of made eye contact with him and he like shook his head. No, like discreetly as possible. And she like took the hint and just moved past Lloyd to grab another jacket. Lloyd was able to under his jacket, move the gun to a place that was hidden. And then he took his jacket off so that, the nice. gunman didn't know that he still had a concealed weapon. Um, at that point, Gwen wasn't even sure why he told her to do that, but she did it because she thought he had a plan. We find out now that as we're sitting in this room with Clifford, that he is racist and homophobic and that he is pretty much all around not a nice guy. If you didn't think he wasn't already He's for sure not a nice guy now, <laughs> but uh, he kept threatening everyone that he was going to blow up the bomb and kill everyone if his demands weren't met. So they were in there. He was on the phone with hostage negotiator and he was, you know, there was a whole long process and they were sitting in there for five hours. At this point, there was a hostage that, said that she was diabetic and that she didn't have any of the insulin because she wasn't planning on being at the library for over five hours locked in a room with a psychopath. Right. Um, well, she didn't say a normal, that. I said that. A, a regular Tuesday afternoon. Right. She was just going for a little book book hunt. <laughs> um, but uh, she's, he said she's not going to get out, but she's likely the first one I'll kill because she's sick. So Lloyd said, hey, why don't we just like let her go like she's sick and she's not going to get any better because she needs insulin. Um, And he goes, why don't I just trade her for one of the cops out there? I've always wanted to kill a cop. And we know that that <laughs> probably shook Lloyd a little bit because. Yeah, he up, is a cop. He was a cop. So uh, <laughs> um, the diabetic woman was laid down on the like table so that she could try to feel a little bit better but again there's nothing you could do with a diabetic unless they can get their insulin or their sugar whatever they need you know <laughs> they need the mm -hmm. the one or the other lloyd leaned forward to the the girl on the table and he was like don't worry everything's gonna be okay um but when he leaned forward his shirt lifted up and um another man in the in the room noticed that he had a gun on him and he said hey man put pull your shirt down and so he pulled his shirt down and that man now knew that he also was concealed. He also concealed a gun. 
So there was a couple people that knew that Lloyd was probably the guy who's going to come come in and save the day here. <laughs> Clifford was getting more and more agitated, and he had been on the phone with the negotiator for the third time, and he was yelling and screaming. And at one point, he looked at Lloyd, who was pretty much, I'm sure Lloyd was being observational and looking out for what was happening. Um and he looked at Lloyd and he said, hey, man, you're making me uncomfortable. Stop looking at me. He After he got off the phone with the negotiator, he goes, okay, we're going to draw straws to determine who's going to be killed. So basically, <laughs> the length of your straw depends on how long you get to stay alive for the rest of the time. Wow. So Lloyd decided, look, no one's getting executed while I'm standing here right in front of the guy with a gun, right? Um, and so he was trying to figure out how to disarm him without the dead man switch going off. He realized that he needed to get the people on the ground um, and kind of under the table because the table was like heavy oak. So he said that the odds were better that if the dead man switch did go off, if the people were laying down on the ground, it wouldn't be as bad. He waited until Clifford set down the gun and got distracted by something at the door. I believe it was Gwen. He, he told Gwen to tie up the doorknob so that no one could get in. And um, she said, I don't know. You took the rope from me. And so he kind of got distracted. He set his gun down on the table and Lloyd stood up and said, Sheriff's office hit the floor and everyone, all the hostages dropped to the floor and Clifford charged towards the gun on the table and as he reached for the gun, said, don't move or you're going to be dead. And he replied, I'm already a dead man. Um, and so Lloyd, at that point, had no choice but to fire um, shots into the gunman. He fired five fatal shots. Um, and at the same time, the police burst through the glass partition into the conference room. Um, and now you're wondering what happened to that bomb, right? Mm-hmm. Clifford did not survive the five fatal shots. That's why they're fatal. Yeah. Um, so the bomb actually did not detonate because Clifford had overtaped the device mechanism when he had asked that person to tape the the bomb. The tape was overtaped at that point. So the pieces couldn't move even though the dead man switch was released. Um Yay. Police did say that the bomb was a real bomb. It was modeled after a Vietnam War era Claymore and that it would be completely deadly if it had gone off. Um, Damn. So they called for medical attention to be taken into the library to um, attend to um, not Clifford and not the hostages, but the police who who <laughs> broke through the glass barrier had gotten a lot of cuts from that. So that's why medical attention was brought in to the library. Wow. <laughs> Thankfully, the hostages, none of them were harm- harmed or hurt. The only person that was at all kind of sick who needed some help was the diabetic. Um, mm-hmm. Clifford was taken to a hospital at that um, afterwards and pronounced dead on arrival. And Woo! that... Yes. I'm sure. Um, and that's the story of the Salt Lake City Public Library hostage situation. 
that that that's the one that's had a chokehold on you. Yeah, because that guy like served like like saved the day. I love save the days. I love I survives. This is what uh, you know. I'm a survival girly. Like if someone like has gone through hell and back, and like they survived. I mean, and they survived. They wouldn't have survived if he hadn't overtaped the bomb. They mm-hmm. probably still would have died. You know what True. I mean? So like, it's just a happenstance of things. I, you, I, I don't know. Everyone knows I love survival stories. And that's why things have chokeholds on me. Um, because I can't stop thinking about how, how, how I would ever act in a situation of like panic and terror and like, you know, I don't know. I just don't think that I would be any good in those situations, but I don't necessarily think that the people in survival stories ever thought that they'd be any good in it either. Right. You never uh, know until it happens. Yeah. But I am in shock and awe every time I hear any kind of survival story like that. Even if it's like a bear attack, I prefer those stories to, yeah. And then 20,000 people got murdered and <laughs> Like all terrible things happen and nothing good happens ever. First place that I heard the story was on an episode of I Survived, mm-hmm. um, which I Survived is a really, a really cool show that tells you um, survival stories without any of like the weird dramatizations that are like, I don't know, dramatizations itself make me feel kind of uncomfy. So <laughs> um, I think that. I survived is cool because it's it's straight from the survivor's mouth exactly what happened. So I did watch it in preparation for like the third time I've watched this episode. It's season two, episode nine. And I recommend anyone to go watch it. There's another two stories that are on I survived. There's like usually three stories every episode. And the other two are like um, one was a domestic violence case and the other one was uh, um, someone who was on a ship that was cleaning out a machine that got caught in the machine. Okay. And, yeah. Where is the show, Catherine? I think that you can watch it on A and E. Um, I watch it. I watch full episodes on YouTube sometimes, but I don't know if they have a ton of them or all of them. I watch them on YouTube for free. Um, but I've also watched them on like regular TV on, I think like A&E. Uh, but there's tons of, I mean, I, I think there's at least three, maybe even four seasons of it. And like every, I don't know. I feel like every episode is crazy, crazy insane. And that's where I heard that other story that I told about the girl with the mud on her arms. The guy who chopped her arms off. Oh, yeah. That story. I heard that story on I Survived. I will swear up and down that if I had to pick a, a crime show or like a whatever show it's i survived i don't care about dateline like it's i survived (laughs) (laughs) i i don't know i just don't i don't love the reenactments kind of shows that's my that's my story i uh, don't have anything else uh specific to true crime do you know what movie we're doing next week Haley? it's your turn it is my turn hopefully you'll be good in a week to talk for an hour (laughs) I know. <laughs> Maybe we could do Barbarian. Barbarian. Is that an old movie or a new movie? 
new movie. Hmm. Wait, have you seen it? No. <gasps> have you seen it? Yes. Oh. I've never even heard of it. Really? Yeah. It's that um the movie with Bill Skarsgård in it. And oh, okay. I guess I didn't know what that movie was called. <laughs> and he's like at the girl shows up for her Airbnb and then he's there already. Oh. It's so good. Okay. If we want to do another new movie. What was the last movie we did? Didn't we do Terrifier 2? We did Terrifier 2, yeah. We could do another new one. That's fine. I was like, Barbarian or... Barbarian or Smile popped in my head, but... um, Well, Spooky Babes, we appreciate you. We are glad you joined us. I hope you enjoyed um, a less um, tense and awful true crime. <laughs> one that involves survivors and um, not a bunch of blood and death. A little bit, though. <laughs> Just a little not bit. Not too much. Not too much. I hope you enjoyed that. And I hope that you come back for potentially watching Barbarian next week. Spooky babes. We appreciate you. We want you to squeeze the day and make the most out of every single day. And drink your water. Haley. I'm drinking my water. Okay. Drink your water and um have a snack because i bet you you haven't eaten today okay well uh we will see you in your nightmares Ooh. Ooh. extra sick Haley edition